The Life of St. Birger is a literary work that apparently describes the life and miracles of a 7th century female saint named Birger. It was written by an anonymous monk in around 1200 at the Priory of St. Bees, Cumbria. The life tells us that Birger is the daughter of an Irish king, beautiful, virtuous and skilled. Despite having many potential suitors who were attracted to these qualities, she vowed to remain a virgin. One night, an angel appeared to give her a bracelet as a token of her betrothal to Christ. However, against her wishes, her father had her betrothed to the son of the King of Norway in exchange for a peace treaty. This is the main historical anachronism in her story, as the first Scandinavian raid on Ireland did not take place until 795. After the prince and his retinue arrived in Ireland and everyone was drunk at a feast, a holy voice helped Birger to escape before her wedding, and her bracelet magically unlocked all the doors in the palace. Birger crossed the sea to St. Bees, where she lived for several years in safety as a hermit. When St. Bees became plagued by pirates, she fled, fearing for her safety and her virginity, which she had pledged to Christ. She left her bracelet behind in Cumbria. She then became the first nun in Northumbria after being consecrated by St. Aidan of Lindisfarne, establishing a community at Hartlepool. When St. Hill took over as abbess, she retired to Tadcaster. Birger saw Hild's death in a vision while at the monastery of Hackness, and shortly afterwards she died and was buried there. Birger's bones were translated from Hackness to Whitby in the 12th century. The anonymous author then relates a series of nine miracles centred on her holy bracelet and her shrine at St. Bees. Though St. Birger likely never existed as the woman in the story, her legend has a number of different possible origins. Some features of the story are clearly a conflation of two women discussed in Bede's ecclesiastical history, Heyu and Begu. Both women feature in the section of the ecclesiastical history that discusses the life of St. Hild. Heyu's life maps onto Begu's. She is said to be the first nun in Northumbria after she was ordained by Aidan and she was the founder of the abbey at Hartlepool. She retired soon after to Tadcaster and was replaced by Hild. Nothing is known of her early life, and it is uncertain whether she was born in Northumbria or Ireland. Begu was a nun at Hackness, who had been a nun for over thirty years when she saw her miraculous vision of St Hild rising to heaven. Bede's ecclesiastical history tells us that, quote, she seemed to see the roof of the old house rolled back, while a light which poured in from above filled the whole place. As she watched the light intently, she saw the soul of the handmaiden of the Lord being guided by angels. Then awakening and seeing the other sisters lying around her, she realised that what she had seen had been revealed to her either in a dream or a vision. With many tears and lamentations, she announced that the abbess Hild, mother of them all, had departed from the world. End quote. Whoever compiled and composed the life of St. Birger likely took Heyu's connection with the Irish St. Aidan and Birger's similar name and conflated these two women to embellish her story. 
The origin of the story of St. Birga herself remains unknown, but there are a few main theories. One is that at the base of her legend is a real Irish woman, possibly Birgu at Hackness, or possibly St. Beu, a saint who was venerated on the island of Little Cumbria in the Clyde Estuary, who is also said to have crossed the Irish Sea to be a hermit. Conversely, Bayou's cult could derive from Birger's. It has been argued that Birger's cult began life in Ireland and travelled across the sea during the so-called Viking Age. Birger could be an Irish name related to the attested names Bayer, Beggar, Begnat or Bicock. In a charter from 1199, St. Bees is called Kirka Bibicock, a hybrid of Norse and Gaelic meaning the church town of Bicock. This name would eventually become St. Bees. Indeed, the life of St. Birger likely draws on Irish literary models like the life of St. Suniva, a similar 12th century Irish life about a princess who crosses the sea to enter the religious life in order to escape from a Scandinavian suitor. There are several other tales in medieval Irish literature that overlap with the features of St. Birger's life. For this reason, historian Claire Downham argues that the development of Birger's literary life is complex and, quote, can be interpreted within a network of political and religious links connecting Ireland, Scandinavia and Britain in the Middle Ages, end quote. Another widely discussed idea is that Birger was never a woman who wore a miraculous bracelet at all. She started out as the bracelet itself. The Old English for ring or bracelet is bayag. A venerated bracelet used as a relic may have gradually taken on origin stories in which it became associated with a human woman. There are other cases where this has happened, such as with Amphibolus, who began life as the clerk of St Alban, but probably took on a human persona when Geoffrey of Monmouth confused the Latin word for clerk, Amphibolus, with a name. Some have speculated that the bracelet could have been a pre-Christian Scandinavian altar ring that took on a Christian meaning, though the life of St. Birger does state that the bracelet, likely a real relic held by St. Bees, was inscribed with a cross. The example of St. Birger demonstrates how complicated it can be to surmise the historical truth behind a historical legend. Whether Birger's origins are as, re as a real 7th century woman, a Viking Age Irish tale, or a Scandinavian bracelet relic, by the 13th century her legend had certainly transformed in a way that incorporates all three of these elements in some way. She was certainly conflated with Heyu and Birger. The bracelet relic at St. Bee certainly had importance, and her story certainly shares main elements with Irish tales. Birger is a product of her geographical location around the Irish Sea, where Irish, Northumbrian and Scandinavian influences met and converged in the early Middle Ages. Often the meaning that a story has, and the way it develops, has just as much historical significance as the reality. For St. Bees Cumbria, the cult of St. Birger and the miracles associated with her shrine and bracelet would have had huge importance for the community.